0: Hey guys, this is episode 2 of the Zoom Room Podcast, part 1 of our Disney Chat Specials. Our outline for today is our experiences with Disney, our experiences with Disneyland, what Disney did wrong, and Disney facts that we react to it. So, let's jump into it. something for you today what's up this is Jamie with bien and welcome back to the zoom room podcast where we talk about our childhood classic disney all right all right all right so let's get this started shall we bien
1: yeah i think we should get started right away all
0: right all right, all right. So, I want to start with you, Ben. first. Can you tell me about your childhood thanks to Disney? Like, what exactly did you learn from Disney? What exactly did you enjoy from Disney?
1: Okay, let me tell you about, like, a story about Disney that's kind of funny. So, my first experience mm. with Disney, actually, was when I was in the womb of my mother. So, <laughs> no way. No way, yeah. So, like, 1997... My mom and dad went to Disneyland, LA, mm-hmm. and I was in the womb. And then mm-hmm. they rode the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And you know how when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to go on roller coasters, right? So that's why they yeah. went to Pirates of the Caribbean because they thought it would be just chill. But then mm-hmm. they didn't know that at like at the first part. Well, you've ridden Pirates of the Caribbean, have you?
0: Well, I haven't ridden it, but like I've heard of it. I feel yeah, like so I be- was too lazy to wait for the line.
1: Yeah, the line's so long usually. So basically in the first part of the ride, there's a drop. There's a slight drop, but it's kind of jarring. If you don't expect it, you're going to go like, whoa. Yeah, that's my first experience in Disneyland was being in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in the womb, being dropped.
0: <laughs> well, that wasn't exactly what I expected from your experience of Disney. Probably... it. Makes sense in a certain way, but I was expecting more of like your childhood or something, like probably when you're four years old.
1: Childhood, usually in childhood, I guess to be serious now, like after the womb, I guess. Um, Yeah. I guess like three, four years old or something. Around those ages, I'd have this collection of Disney CDs and they'd have a collection of almost all the Disney songs from the 30s up until the 90s. So Mm -hmm. I'd always listen to that. I'd always pop in the CD and the speaker. I was actually addicted to it. I remember it clearly. I would always, and the thing is that group of CDs, it's in a bookcase and then it's in a bookshelf and it's pretty high. So I was so addicted to it that I'd climb the bookshelf just to get it and listen to it again. So I guess Mm -hmm. I was a Disney fan from the start.
0: Well, that's great because, like, uh, um, most, dis- most people start Disney when they were really young, and I feel like it really resonated. So, um, there was actually a phase uh, that I noticed uh, when you were in grade school that when you come to 12 years old, Disney was childish, and they were trying to, I don't know, probably getting into the peer pressure of things. I'm not sure about that, but, like, it's just an experience that I saw but eventually years after they're going to be like oh no disney was cool we were just i don't know <laughs> i guess I, I guess just that's what just that's just what i saw but um, for my experience with disney it actually started when i was 4 years old um, i remember the first movie that i watched was sleeping beauty and i guess if i was a weeb that time, i would say aurora was my waifu
1: <laughs> oh exactly
0: because i I felt like that she was the prettiest among the Disney, the Disney princesses. You know, and I still I, believe that now, actually. From, actually, yes. Most people, but right now I can. I'm already debating upon Aurora
1: or Ariel. <laughs> Ariel's <laughs> pretty cute. Yeah, makes sense. Mm.
0: Yeah, so like my first. Um, my first experience with Disney was, of course, I was watching Sleeping Beauty when I was young, and I got addicted to Disney movies because since 1994, ever since my brother was born, uh, my mom started buying these classic VHS tapes mm-hmm. of, of anything Disney's. Uh, it's actually called the Disney Masterpiece Collection. Never heard of that?
1: I think that's one of the Disney things that I have. Let me research it. All right. I'll right. continue
0: yeah so when I was when I was young I remember I, w- I remember watching these movies and I was so addicted to it um, to the point that I started noticing a trend that the, the, the Disney movies that I loved the best was actually the darkest ones it, it wasn't like the happy go lucky ones because my top three favorite Disney movies when I was young with VH, these VHS t- tapes were um, I think it was the black cauldron. So, so underrated. It was kind of bad but it, I don't know why I liked it. It's The Black Cauldron, uh, Bambi, and Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I still think that Hunchback of Notre Dame is the best, the mm-hmm. best movie during the Renaissance age of Disney mm-hmm. because it tapped in into a little bit more heavy, heavy, very heavy, hmm, how do heavy I Heavy themes. This? Very heavy topics. Very yeah. heavy topics. Um, like, I, I remember... Judge Claude Frollo the the main villain of the movie in Hunchback of Notre Dame uh, one of the reasons why he wanted Esmeralda is because he felt sinful whenever she looks at her and he blames it on her because she, for being too hot mm-hmm. <laughs> or being a gypsy because it was, because she was um i guess they saw gypsies as like a a weird race of magic and voodoo but obviously we all know that's not true and that's probably the, why he's vying for her love is because she excites him in terms of arousal. He wants to act clean in front of God, but obviously that's not possible.
1: I, well, I googled the masterpiece collection and I also had that. So when I saw the pictures, a flood of memories just returned. Oh really? What sort so of yeah. memories can so you give us? I like, guess like, I a guess a, lot, a lot of us had the same childhood, I guess you know just just in general yeah. just inserting the vhs into the machine you know good times and, and yeah you have to rewind it if it's to, already yeah. like halfway kids today are privileged cuz they can just tap on a screen us we had to we had to do extra stuff like rewinding
0: yeah and also disney plus they have disney plus now if you They in the do United have disney States. plus and i'm so happy that everything is there the, the only thing that's off for me there is like there was an article before that Disney didn't want to own up to its racist past mm-hmm. um there was this movie called Song of the South i'm not really i never really watched it i, I don't really see I, I don't i never really saw what what was wrong with it but what i heard was that it was a very racist and controversial movie and disney decided to not go with it i felt like that was a wrong uh, the, that was a wrong notion or that was a wrong move because well warner brother one up them by saying that all right we're gonna show you these cartoons but this was a product of their time and we're not proud of it anymore and we're trying to move on from it I feel oh yeah like they put the disclaimer at the start knowledge. yeah that's right yeah. that's right i feel like you shouldn't be ashamed of your of the past
1: i feel you like shouldn't because should that's history in my people. opinion
0: yeah, it's, a, no, it's knowledge.
1: Yeah, banning is bad, but I think the disclaimer is good. Yeah,
0: like, I feel like the disclaimer is a good move.
1: You know, there, there's this camp of people who are like, Oh, don't ban. I agree, don't ban. Mm-hmm. But then some people in that group are also the type to be angry if there's a disclaimer. I think a disclaimer is fine. Yeah,
0: it's a disclaimer. It's a warning. Like you have the choice to like, not Like it's not banned.
1: It. Yeah, it's true.
0: I actually really miss it. I miss the times when, when when I look at Disney and I'm like this is the shiz. Like right now there's a lot of things that are going through our 20-year-old, 22-year-old minds like work, OJT and of course this pandemic.
1: Times were simpler back. They'd even show the classic cartoons even on Disney Channel. So we were pretty exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of the old cartoons not just not just Zack and Cody or Sweet Life on Deck that or, that sort of or stuff. Bobo boy. <laughs> Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, to put it into context for, for listeners in other countries, the Disney Channel in the Philippines, they'd also show cartoons from like Malaysia or Indonesia. Yeah. Which aren't necessarily by Disney, but they've acquired them to show them on Disney.
0: Yeah, it's actually hilarious. Um, this is the age, I think that was called like the Asian Invasion. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the Asian Invasion because they started putting in Bola Kampung. It's like a story about... Um, Malaysian soccer players, also super strikers. Um, what else? What else do we and, have? And
1: um, uh, this Malaysian version of Saved by the Bell. It was called Waktu Reha. Oh yeah,
0: Waktu Reha. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, it was this time. Like I didn't really understand what was happening in Disney. I kept watching it though, but then I realized I kept watching it because I felt like I didn't enjoy it as much. I didn't. I mean it. It's not like the classics. Like, imagine waking up eight in the morning to watch like House of Mouse or Good Morning Mickey. Mm-hmm. That's like it, it's a different time. But when Asian invasion happened, I'm like, what happened to Disney? Were the originals? And especially the time I got when Disney Channel changed their logo from the Disney
1: the Mickey Mouse ears, just the Disney Channel yeah. font or something. I don't really know how to explain it so I think what happened during the what you call the Asian invasion was um, during a certain point I guess in the mid 2000s right we're in the Philippines right now I, was, I think we're more under Disney Asia so mm-hmm. so what happened was the Disney that was shown to Philippines was the Disney Asia that was owned by Malaysia, I think. And I remember being that age, I guess 10, 11. I was really pissed at Disney showing you know, a lot of Malaysian stuff. Because why, why would I care about Malaysian stuff? I'm Filipino. When the broadcast that they showed switched from Malaysia back to Disney Hong Kong, so from Disney Malaysia to Disney Hong Kong, I was way happier because mm. Disney Hong Kong is more international. So we stopped yeah. seeing stuff like Wakturey Hat or Upin and Epin. And it's funny because at that age, I was like, why is Malaysia doing this? Are they trying to program us to be invaded by Malaysia or something?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I would probably think that um, I'm guessing... Where people think that Asian for Asia, yes, yeah. like that's the way of thinking about it.
1: But I guess like, they came into senses it did, and
0: it did bring a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue. Yeah, but
0: like um, I thought that I thought it made a little bit more sense that they put um, they put it in an Asian channel. It just so happens it's not something a lot of people grew grew up with, so they probably should have stayed with the original Disney. Yeah, um, there was a time they however, came to their senses like, and
1: switched back to Hong Kong. So. I guess those are good yeah yeah since Hong Kong is less of a you know Malaysian thing and more of a Asian in general sorry continue
0: mm. yeah so like I was able to think I was able to uh, I was able to engage with a lot more cartoons because of um, I started posting on Cartoon Network more but I feel like that's a story for another time probably for another podcast we'll see just so I, just so said, uh, because of because of the Malaysian invasion there was a time there was one Disney that I felt like wasn't owned by anyone else. I was mostly Disney, Disney International. But I started engaging with. This was around twenty ten. I think I started engaging around with a Disney Playhouse.
1: Playhouse Disney.
0: Playhouse yeah. Disney. Yeah. yeah. Playhouse Disney. Uh, I remember I was watching that time. Um, Little Einstein. Little Einstein. Um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse yeah i enjoy those things even at even at like 10 years old i still enjoy those things
1: yeah 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 mm. like uh, i have a younger sister and playhouse disney was more like more of her demographic yeah. but then i'd still watch it for some reason you know just for fun
0: yeah that was like fun. 11 12. Who, yeah that's like yeah. the same age obviously we were classmates uh, we were batchmates in high school yeah <laughs> okay so, let's let's move on to the next part. Um, what was your experience with Disneyland? I know you've already said, like, your, your experience in Disneyland in the womb. But, like, let's womb, talk yeah. about, like, one of the things you... <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about, like, what your favorite thing is when you were actually seeing it yourself. Like, when was the first time you went to Disneyland?
1: Mm, the specific age, maybe. Maybe, like, age three or age four. Do you remember anything from that? Well in first person i guess like not too much but then i have a lot of a lot of pictures being in disneyland at that age and they would be uh-huh. on this album that i always look at but no no specifics i guess
0: how about like on the later years obviously you've been to disneyland i'd like i don't i wouldn't want to believe that you've been to disneyland only once because of the per- because of the bless the blessings we have we both
1: have yeah like um when i was older i remember going to the indiana jones ride and being really like impressed at how immersive it is, and mm-hmm. and of course the Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean ride. And what's funny about parts of the Caribbean ride is everyone has this same experience of smelling the water and and loving the smell of the water in in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Is it salt water? And is it then, salt water? I'm not sure actually, but it has this distinct smell. Mm -hmm. that everyone seems to like but then there's also these um rumors of people dropping their ashes in the i mean I i guess it's not rumors because some people do it they drop they drop ashes of their loved ones in like parts of the caribbean or or um what do you call that the the log ride oh i have no idea i have no
0: idea i I forgot about i have no idea i forgot about that
1: yeah the thing about parts of the caribbean ride again is What's funny is everyone has this shared experience of you know after the ride before it goes outside it, it before it goes back outside, everyone sees the people dining in at the blue bayou, and you have this sense of like jealousy of wow, these people look really you know look really privileged and all fancy eating at the blue bayou, it's like I can't dine in there, but you can. Of course, you can dine at the Blue Bayou. But while you're in the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? for some reason, you feel like you can't dine in there. And the people dining in there are super fancy.
0: Oh, all right, all right. I gotcha, I gotcha. I've actually seen the Blue Bayou a few times. That's like the fanciest restaurant in Disney. But that, actually, did you know that there is something mm-hmm. more fancy in Disney? Have you heard of? Yeah,
1: um Club... Club 33, I think. Yeah,
0: Club 33. Yeah. No one actually knows what's inside that club. It's a very... It's a very... It's like... How do I say it? It's a very private club. Uh, I know that this is the only place that serves, I think, alcohol in the Disneyland parks. I'm not sure if that's real because I've heard that there's, like, boozy pubs um, around.
1: It used to be... I'm mm-hmm. well, sorry. It used to be the only... It used to be the only place that would serve alcohol but now in Star Wars Land... There's a, there's an alcoholic drink that you can get there, or maybe it's some kind of frozen snack or whatever.
0: Yeah, it, it, is so, it some sort so of. So slushy... right
1: now it's Club 33 and Star Wars Land.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Galaxy's Edge, right? That's the real. That's the real name.
1: Galaxy's Edge. Yeah.
0: Oh right, all right, right. One of my best experiences in Disney was actually 20, probably around 2012, because. Um let's be honest the original is always the better one. Um I've been to two Disneyland's which is in Hong Kong and in LA. And obviously I'd like to say that LA has the best Disneyland. Or maybe it's because I mm-hmm. haven't the seen The people
1: in Florida would disagree but then I...
0: <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Like I haven't been to Disney World yet. but from my own experience I feel like Disneyland Anaheim was one of the was one of the best because of mm-hmm. the majority of rides there is pretty fun especially in california adventure not even disneyland yeah california adventure the good thing crazy. about
1: disney mm-hmm. continue yeah the good thing about disneyland compared to like disney world is you can i guess you can visit the whole park in a day mm. disney world it looks like um you, you're gonna need a few more days there man like not just one day or maybe two right? but i guess one extra day for california adventure mm-hmm. yeah yeah but do you want to talk about Club 33 again since I cut you off?
0: No, it's alright. Like, I don't really know much. Ma- maybe this is the only thing that I gotta add about Club 33. It's probably that Club 33 is probably made for people who spent a lot on Disneyland. Like, for example, if you've been to the Disney Resort maybe 12 times a year for the next three mm-hmm. years, I feel like you're, you're gonna have that privilege. Because since you spent a lot... It's like... It's like um uh, miles privilege of airplanes you get free floor uh free four flights i think mm-hmm. a year hear Depen- if you're a million miler in philippine airlines for example but like i guess in club 33 if you spend a lot you can go there or it's either that or you have to be some or if major, you're famous yeah famous or you have a major or you're one of the major like a ceo of some company that invests in disney
1: well, I, I remember a few years ago when Club 33 was so secretive, a lot of people would think, oh, it's this mysterious little club that all the elites would be in. Yeah, but, it's like a cult. You know, in recent years, it's been, yeah, like a cult. But in recent years, it's it's not been as secretive. And there are actually pictures of inside and it looks pretty nice.
0: Yeah, it looks like but, a classy... Like, place. as
1: you said... Not everyone can be in there, and I guess getting in there would be could be a Disneyland fan's life goals. <laughs>
0: probably, probably. Yeah. Um, going back to my childhood, uh, my childhood experience with Disney. Going back to California Adventure, I just most of the time one of the th- the things that I love to ride in Disneyland is probably Space Mountain. Um, obviously the classic Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. Indiana Jones and oh my God, Roger Rabbit. The ride is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and Mickey's Toontown yeah it's pretty it's pretty sick like I remember you can there's like a sim steering wheel you gotta spin it around there was actually a funny there was actually a funny situation that I was in before because I was with my brother then in front of us were like it uh, was like a little kid and like a mom and then the kid was spinning around the wheel so much and the mom I felt like was starting to get sick so she was like I'm not sure his name Sandra please stop then everyone was laughing Sandra please stop <laughs> yeah it was really funny <laughs> probably one of the funniest experiences I've seen um please stop then it was funny because like the kid was just laughing and I guess um if we were in a situation if we were in a situation like that, I feel like we would have gotten slapped by our moms in like the hands or like in our bums <laughs> because you know we mm-hmm. were we grew up Asian so I guess it's normal like that but like I noticed with white kids like no matter how many times, Moms tell them to stop. I feel like they don't want to. I don't exa- know exactly why the situation, why it's that, why that's the case.
1: Like they tend to defy the authority of their parents or something. Yeah, I don't.
0: I'm not sure if that's a West thing, but yeah, we're veering off topic. Maybe we should go back to that another time. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny.
1: It's funny. I saw this video online mm. on TikTok. I think of this. Like, these two families fighting in Disneyland, so I guess that's also a common thing to see at Disneyland, you know, people just fighting. Like you said, when you when you were there, you saw this kid fighting his mom.
0: Yeah, it's probably a normal thing. It's kinda crazy. There's also this one time, I think it was in Hong Kong, I think the guy was dead scared. Like, really, really scared. We rode in this, um, obviously, Toy Story Land was, uh, was just open during that time. And mm-hmm. it was funny, there was this RC ride. It's basically like a anchors away ride. When you when I say that you get what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny. The guy was dead scared. He was like sweating a lot and we were beside him. And then when we started going when we started going up, we started hearing him scream like yeah! <laughs> 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 yeah, it was really it was really funny because like I couldn't hold my laughter, but I felt bad for laughing at him. It just so happens that... Nah, I guess it was funny and his friends were laughing. So that's hilarious. <laughs> like it just so happens that um, I guess if you get influenced by your friends to join the ride, it starts becoming funny. Especially if your friends are like demons or something.
1: <laughs> that's the thing I love about Disneyland. Like the rides, they're not for the really weak, but then they're also not super scary. Yeah. So that's why I love Space Mountain a lot. Like I'm... I'd be scared to go to a roller coaster in Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags. But, yeah. you know, Disneyland, like Big Thunder or Space Mountain, I'd... California For me, Screaming. Don't in, forget California It's screaming. in that Goldilocks zone of being a good, mm-hmm. chill roller coaster. Anyway,
0: I think we have to move on to the next part of our topic. Now let's get to the fun part. What has Disney done that was wrong? Because we always look at mm-hmm. Disney as, like, some sort of big, uh, gi- um, giant, like, uh, mechanic, no, sorry, Corporation of Our Childhood. It's like, it already technically impacted the world culturally. Everyone, a lot of people know Disney. A lot of people relate to it. A lot of people are still growing up with the same cartoons. I remember seeing my little cousin growing up with, um, imagine like, it's already like 20, two, 2010. I, I'm i sorry, no, not 2010. Mga 2016. And then she started first with, like, Cinderella. So obviously, there's a lot of cultural impacts. And there's a lot of things that they have done right. But I feel like they have done a lot of things that was wrong. Like, what kind of terrible movies or, let's say, what kind of conspiracies have they engaged with? Do you know some? Maybe you can share that.
1: Do you do you know any?
0: Well, a lot of people are saying that Disney is part of the New World Order. It's like a Satanist cult. But I don't know. Feeling ko. I have a feeling people are just. I don't.
1: I don't believe that stuff.
0: <laughs> I feel like people are just trying to make mountains out of molehills.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Like even like like a while ago, we were talking about Club Thirty Three, and people would connect that to like mm. the Illuminati or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that. Yeah, it's a bit you of know, a stretch, isn't it? What I'd like to believe though is this old folk theory of, folk tale of Walt Disney being. Frozen, Like his head being frozen and stuck in a freezer so that when eventually they discover how to reanimate people, they'll reanimate Walt Disney. Because that would be cool because I pretty much like the stuff that Walt Disney created.
0: Well, if Walt Disney was ever to come back, I feel like he needs
1: a new pair of lungs. I guess. He was a smoker, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was a big smoker. But I heard um, there was also a lot of statement that he was pretty racist towards Jews. I researched about upon that because I didn't want my childhood to be racist to anyone because he created... Well, then again, it was a product of its time, so mm-hmm. I'm not really sure about that. But a lot of people are saying that there was a lot of people who studied... I'm sorry, studied. But this is in the school. Who worked in Disneyland. I, who worked in Disney and Disneyland. And he wasn't really racist to them. There wasn't any... There wasn't any racism. They didn't experience any racism at all. So I'm not sure... Because there was a joke that Family Guy made yeah, that so, Disney hates Jews, so I'm not sure if that's a real thing or it's just like it's just like a a folk theory theory.
1: There definitely were anti-Jew Disney cartoons that that were made in the past, but I was watching a video about how most of those were created by a certain set of animators that that were like separate from Walt Disney or weren't in his camp or something so Uh sorry i can't bring that up right now but i just remember watching a documentary about that like a few weeks ago maybe in the next episode we can we can talk about that
0: all right all right well that's um that's very interesting to hear and kind of sad but you know that's history we gotta we gotta we gotta find ways to move on from it and just learn from it anyway um the things that uh For me, that Disney has done wrong is probably one is the Asian invasion. Probably one is the Asian invasion because they didn't consider how how other Asians would feel about uh, about Disney Channel. But like you know, we talked about that a while ago. So let's go to a little bit more something more trivial and something more. Yeah, and that's like a
1: that's Mm -hmm. more of an Asia thing. Yeah, I feel like I guess not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: I feel like this is something you want to talk about. Let's talk about how Disney ruined Star Wars.
1: Okay, ruining Star Wars. It's 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 a bit of a touchy subject, but I guess we could we could start with how my thoughts on how well, Disney Well at least that's what is, people said. What I don't like about yeah, what what I don't like about Disney right now is well, you have this you, you have two sides of Disney. One is the the Disneyland nostalgia side of Disney where everything is fun, like sleeping beauty, snow white, all that nice stuff that gives you like a warm feeling. And then you have this other side of Disney that's more corporate this, this new corporate style monopoly late stage capitalism disney where absorb a lot of companies i'm not a big fan of one organization owning a lot of a lot of smaller organizations or in disney's case even big organizations cuz they you know their recent acquisition being being fox and since they're not competitors anymore then there's less incentive for innovation
0: yeah our creativity
1: and you can see a lot of fans of Fox kind of having a hard time that Disney bought it. Like, stuff like X-Men, Deadpool, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff being in development hell because Disney owns it now and they have, you know, Disney has to manage its resources. Do we put our money on Fox right now or do we put our money on MCU? Or yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Bringing it, I guess, bringing it to Star Wars. It's also that same philosophy of I just want to earn, I just want to earn a lot of money. People often forget that star wars is an independent at least the first one was kind of an independent project by george lucas he just wanted to tell this story of space wizards yeah you know with with laser swords Mm -hmm. but now it's gotten so big that disney they just want to earn money out of it that's why they they rushed episode seven eight and nine without having an outline Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people saying that they didn't have a plan they just made it up as they went mm-hmm. but then a lot of people argue that even George Lucas didn't have a fully concrete outline for episodes four five and six mm-hmm. but still if you're if you're a big company like Disney and you have this billion dollar franchise you might want to outline a bit yeah not just one director jumping off from what the previous director did mm-hmm. but I guess for all for all the criticism we have at against disney's handling of star wars i guess we could also applaud them for doing star wars world because even though there's controversy of it not having original characters from the original trilogy like luke or leia you know do you know that how the characters in in uh what do you call it? galaxy galaxy's edge galaxy's edge yeah how the characters in galaxy's edge are mostly um, sequel trilogy characters like Rey and Kylo but I think it's still pretty cool and I'd even if I don't like episode 8 and 9 I'd still be excited to go to Galaxy's Edge and I bet you think the same
0: mm-hmm.
1: of course um I wouldn't and be- you know like yeah. for their handling of of 7, 8, and 9 it looks like they're trying to correct course they have a new they have a new Cassian Andor series you know that dude from Rogue One and I loved Rogue One so a series mm. In that setting would be fun, but also Mandalorian. For me, it's not as great as it's hyped out to be, but I think it's a step in the right direction for the D- for Disney Star Wars moving forward. Yeah. And with John Favreau having more, um, having a bigger role in the production, I think Disney Star Wars is in good hands moving on. Yeah, that's correct. Sorry, what we, were you about to say?
0: Um, I guess for me, that I thought that Star Wars was pretty, pretty okay. I mean. It's not the best. Like I, I didn't even watch nine. I didn't bother watching it because, seeing the first few minutes, I kinda got off. Like parang eh, I don't want to watch it anymore. Seven and eight, I would actually argue I'm one of the people who supported it because I felt like it was a, it was a little bit more of a, a real story about losing hope. I guess for for eight for seven, it felt like a rehash of um, of a new hope. So I guess that there's that in The Last Jedi it was I liked it I personally liked it but I felt like I felt like it could have gotten into a better direction like a little bit more epic the one the one that feels like the OG Star Wars but it just so happens that Mm -hmm. if people loved 1, 2, 3 I felt like it takes time for people to to love 7, 8, 9 or maybe never at all that's just my that's just my debate on it. Um, the thing about Star Wars that I couldn't hate is the fact that because Disney bought Star Wars, there's a lot of attractions that we would have never seen mm-hmm. if Star Wars doesn't um, if Star Wars was never bought by Disney. For example, did you know that uh, Disney created these X-wing fighter drones? Um, like Life-Size x Fighter for jokes.
1: Galaxy's Edge
0: yeah for Galaxy's Edge if there's like some so- some yeah, sort of I, night I show saw at night that'll be like man that's uh-huh. sick dude like, it's so nice man that's
1: sick like I'd go to Galaxy's Edge just to see that yeah Did they even and of course to- Ray
0: yeah of course
1: <laughs> you flirt Ray, moving
0: on. you flirt <laughs> imagine they going to Ray and saying that, oh I- I'll be your BB-8 baby (laughs) okay did you know that um, they actually had to get like an air authority uh, to to authorize the drones they had to ask like some sort of air control authority I forgot oh I guess they
1: they had to ask um, they had to do some paperwork with the FAA I guess
0: yeah I think that's pretty pretty much it because it's it's life-size so looking at it you're like is that a plane (laughs)
1: life-size really yeah I didn't know it was life size.
0: Yeah, it is life size. That's why it looks exactly like it should be in the movie. That's what makes it so good.
1: That's wild, man! Life size. Yeah. And how many of those are there?
0: Um, as as what I saw, like probably months ago, yung article. I think there are like three. I'm three? not sure. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe somebody should fact That's a good check. number. Like to our listeners, if if I'm wrong, just. Just you know, leave a leave a comment in our Instagram page.
1: I guess three is a good number, like um you have Luke, you have Wedge and you have Poe.
0: Yeah, I don't wanna believe it's Poe. what if it's like Admiral Akbar or something?
1: <laughs> Admiral Akbar, yeah. It's or it's a trap. Uh, yeah. However you pronounce it.
0: I don't know how to pronounce that name. Or probably what's the name of that Can- it's a trap. Cantina band. Yung <laughs> I felt like Disney also did a lot of wrong things with like um how do I say this the, yeah as you said taking taking advantage of like you know taking advantage of other studios like parang taking their titles parang I don't like it because it. I feel like there is no independent independent creativity and it's all aligned to what Disney is supposed mm-hmm. to be and as we all know Disney's Disney from the start has been to like to be positive has been to give hope to have a happy ending, that's how Disney has always been. But I feel like if you're going to add a little bit of superhero movies into it, there's no dark edge into it, there's not much of dark, mm-hmm. like a dark ending or something creativity, or something with in creativeness nila with something sad because Disney has always been positive. I mean, regardless of the times that Disney um, started to create movies that were a little bit sadder. I felt like Disney has always had na, the idea that maybe oh this situation is sad but there's always hope in the in the end. Like I know that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good viewpoint in life but sometimes you just want to feel certain emotions from certain movies.
1: Do you know this? I guess it connects to what you were talking about with superheroes. Do you know about Disney banning this father from having spider-man be the name of his son's gravestone so uh, this father had his son die mm-hmm. and he wanted to put on the gravestone his favorite superhero spider-man in the name and disney didn't allow him to do it mm, that's... So that's one of the things that can be dangerous about disney being this big company in the same subject of superheroes like i guess it's I liked it more when Disney was they were enticed to make more original stuff more stuff like Moana instead of you know another another Avengers movie but I liked Endgame but you know what I mean
0: yeah I guess there's a lot of, I don't like the, the fact that they did that like dude like this kid loved your well loved this character I wouldn't say your character because it wasn't theirs to begin with they they bought it and now it's theirs but like, mm-hmm. I felt like they shouldn't. What do they
1: gain from banning a father from putting Spider-Man yeah. as the son's name? What
0: what kind of copyright does a a kid who who just loves Spider-Man do? Like, what will that do to harm your company? They're just putting a name on a gravestone. That's really
1: that's horrible. Like, it's messed up.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the kid, if the if the father wants the kid to be remembered that way, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. That's like really cute and amazing.
1: How did they even find out about it? Like, was there a scout? Like, a Disney scout going around? Like, oh, did it become I'm viral? gonna look for regular old people using Disney properties' names as their gravestones, and I'm gonna sue them. Do you have these scouts?
0: Yeah, dude. Like, are there like, some Men in Black-type-esque person? Or maybe it became yeah. viral.
1: Maybe. Mm. I guess that's, the, that's what happened.
0: Yeah. And there was a lot of... Things that um, Disney didn't want to... Hmm. Uh, I'm looking, actually, at this post that says people who believe that Disney is evil. Probably... Mm -hmm. We actually all summed it up with what we talked about about them controlling a certain industry, a certain creative idea. They controlled it too much because I felt like Disney lost track of its roots, for example, because, as this guy said, the reason why Disney is evil is because they were so good in creating their own original movies that when they started becoming power-hungry and powerful, they started taking more They started taking more ideas from other people and creating it into a corporation. But there was a person mm-hmm. Properties here... Properties
1: from other people.
0: Yeah. And there was a person here who stated that they don't like that Disney is part of Pixar. I, I'd like to disagree with that. I love the fact that Pixar is being commended, still commended till now, regardless even if it's part of mm-hmm. Disney, when people say, "Oh, that Pixar movie," that's like, mm-hmm. damn.
1: A lot of people though would, would argue that Pixar hasn't made a really truly great Pixar movie since like Toy Story back in 2010, mm-hmm. and even the good ones after, they're good, but they're more like DreamWorks level, but not like old Pixar level, super great. Mm-mm. What would you say about that?
0: Um, I like to disagree. Because I felt like Coco was one of the best movies that I've watched from um, from Pixar after, after Toy Story.
1: Yeah, Coco is pretty good. Coco is pretty good. Made me tear up.
0: Yeah, and not to not to mention that idea of an afterlife. That's really damn. That's like an afterlife I would enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like a sink synch- Maybe not the part where everyone looks like skulls.
0: Uh, maybe yeah. That's like a very uh, that's a very Mexican. No, it's a very Mexican thing. But. Mm well I guess we're done with that part I guess we're done with that part we can all agree that uh, Disney is probably the best at some things but not at all because they're they're controlling too much corporations that's what Disney has done wrong of course we can agree that maybe Star Wars the MCU and a lot of the things that they bought and of course um, as mentioned earlier the the fact that they don't want to own up to their past racism
1: yeah but I don't want them to be like oh sorry sorry about being racist oh sorry yeah just put a disclaimer like yeah correct well this is not us Mm. this used to be the more racist people in our company Mm. but we're still we're gonna show it to you because it's history but this is the context
0: yeah I mean if we try to block knowledge it doesn't exact it's not exactly great because if we try to block knowledge how how are we sure that we're not gonna repeat those mistakes again
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah you gotta show it to them okay so we're in the last segment of our of our podcast today. I'm gonna give some Disney Disney fact that you may want to know about. Then maybe we should react on it. Actually, we okay. should definitely react on it. Okay. Sounds fun. Yeah, let's go. Did you know that Sleeping Beauty was a box office flop? What? Yeah, it is a box office. flop. I don't flop. believe it. Yeah, it is a box office flop because people. Are you
1: sure we're not talking about Maleficent?
0: No, no, no. no. We're talking about uh, we're talking about Sleeping Beauty, like that animated okay. Sleeping Beauty. It was a the, box the office best
1: flop. girl of Sleeping Beauty.
0: Yeah, it was a box office flop because I guess, in my opinion, there wasn't much of Sleeping Beauty. It's more like the story of the prince and the fa- and the fairy, the fairy godmothers.
1: Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I see. I see. Yeah. And then it's like. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue.
0: No. And then, like, we have to think about like people didn't really like princess movies during that time. Did you know that the next princess was actually it came. Later on in the 80s with Ariel.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: It really took that time
1: for the mm. business,
0: the, the Disney princess things to move on.
1: So there was a big gap. Ariel was like in the 80s since she was based on Alyssa Milano. Oh, really? So when, when was Sleeping Beauty released? In the 50s. 50s. So 30-year gap.
0: Yeah. What's even more impressive is probably Disney's old way of um, creating animation. If you notice um Disney utilized this thing called like a triple a triple glass system, I think that's what it's called basically, if you can look at mm-hmm. the if you can look at the old movies that you see in the background, there's like this moving character, but if you look at the background, it looks like a painting right
1: mm-hmm. yeah. the reason
0: why it can move is actually there is someone controlling the glass underneath to make it- look like the environment is alive and moving that's actually Ooh, really okay. impressive, yeah.
1: So it causes a parallax effect. Mm -hmm. So three man paintings layered in front of each other. Yes. And they're like controlled by this machine Mm -hmm. so that when the character's moving, it causes a parallax effect like in real life.
0: There's a fact here, but I think that's kind of... I don't want to believe this because it says here that the Lion King was the first truly original Disney cartoon. But because the other cartoons were based off a pre-existing story. I don't think that's a fact because the lion king seems to be based off hamlet
1: oh yeah but it it's based on hamlet but i guess it's still a it's still a new story a new property instead of like you're adapting a story from the public domain something like snow white and the seven dwarves or peter pan yeah, i guess probably adapting hamlet as a lion story is i guess you could classify that as original it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like making mm-hmm. apocalypse now i'd consider that I'd consider Apocalypse Now original even though it was based on Heart of Darkness. Oh, I The see, novel. So. But I, I see your point also of, oh, it's not original.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to believe it's not original but I feel like they took some, they took their own liberties into believing it's not because it's based off lions, it's based off a certain African ideology like Hakuna Matara or something.
1: I guess the title being Lion King and not hamlet with lions gives them kind of a uh, it gives them a good space to say this is our first original disney thing mm-hmm. okay
0: continuing on um the next one is something i think you would really like did you know that the voice of bambi went on to be a decorated war hero really yeah Donnie Dunagan spent 25 years in the marines he was decorated in the vietnam war who rose up the ranks quickly quickly 13 promotions in 21 years, as he recalls, and such honors as being the youngest ever drill instructor and receiving a bronze star and three purple hearts for his service.
1: That's awesome. So, he's still alive?
0: Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just reading the... Probably
1: his, maybe his 70s or something.
0: Probably, yeah. It's
1: pretty awesome. Really. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know that Dumbo was actually a very... Another pretty... Of its time movie, if you know what I mean. It's pretty racist. How come? Um, do you remember the scene when they were building the tent and there was this song that said, We work all day, we work all night, we never learn to read or write. We're happy-hearted, Rasta Yeah. It was all black mm-hmm. guys who were actually who were building the tent. I felt like that was something I overlooked. Okay. And when I saw it, I was like... Holy shoot. This is racist.
1: Maybe it's kind of subconsciously racist. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it was all black men who were building the tent. And they were all... And they were stating their life that they can't do anything but just try to be happy. And that the only joy that they need in order to is by be working. happy is by working. And as they said, eggs and bacon, what we need. It's like saying now, oh, we really need good food so that we can work better.
1: I guess that that's kind of, um, it's almost like conditioning.
0: Mm-hmm. And also...
1: Like racist conditioning.
0: Probably, yeah. During, especially during that time. Jesus. Anyway, also, you have to remember the name of the... You remember these crows that they were trying to teach? They were trying to teach Dumbo how to fly? Yeah. Yeah. Their name. The name of the lead guy was Jim Crow. It was like a, a nod to a certain law Ooh, in the United oh, States before the Jim Crow laws. Yeah. The Jim Crow laws.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And obviously, they act like they're typical. They acted like the typical New Orleans people, the Cajun accent.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I feel like this will be our last uh, fact that we should talk about. Hmm. Did you know that the lady in the Tramp's spaghetti scene was not supposed to happen?
1: But that's iconic, though. Why?
0: The reason why they didn't want it to happen is because they felt like it wasn't really a dog thing to share food.
1: <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's that's a weird... It's kind of a weird reason to not include the scene. Weren't, weren't yeah. they talking?
0: Um... It was funny because like This kinda threw me off guard Because imagine Trying to take out a really I- Without them knowing An iconic scene Because they feel like Dogs are not supposed to share food Because they try They tend to eat leftovers My god It's a cartoon oh, yeah. Anything can happen
1: <laughs> Dogs are also aren't Two-dimensional <laughs>
0: Yeah They shouldn't be anyway It's a Disney movie There's no story Because mm-hmm. of it I mean, besides, like, um, making dogs act like their real self, I feel like we should look at, like, the movie. Do you know Homeward Bound? Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. All right. I guess that's what we have for tonight for the Zoom Room podcast. And remember about the, the things that we learned today in Disney is that Disney is not perfect. Disney's a big corporation. But we have to also remember that Disney is still a part of our childhood and will continue to be a part of our childhood. Probably... It won't even end anytime soon. What say you, Bien?
1: Yeah, like Disney's a part of everyone's childhood, and even in adulthood, Disney's with us. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, even if it's not cartoons, you're watching Marvel. That's still Disney. Mm-hmm. Correct. And it's so big that I think this episode was supposed to be about Disney, but I guess I wanna, I even wanna talk more about Disney because it's such a big entity so maybe we'll have even more disney-based episodes in the future yeah correct maybe a part two or a part three and we can we have other friends who are even bigger experts in disney we can do some more disney episodes
0: yeah correct this is based of more like yeah this this was a fun chat.
1: yeah this was a fun this was a fun chat yeah, that was a fun chat. Yeah, pretty fun.
0: So, all right guys, so we're going to be ending our Zoom Room podcast in a while, but don't forget to don't forget to follow us on our IG Zoom Room Podcast. And of course, if you want some improvements or you want some certain topics to talk about, don't be afraid to comment once we posted this podcast in our Spotify.
1: Yep. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple soon, we're on Anchor. Mm-hmm. we might we, we might even put our podcast on youtube but you can follow us on our socials zoom room pod that's the username on instagram zoom yeah. room pod z o o m r o o m p o d you can follow me on instagram bn gabriel b i e n g a b r i e l also on twitter Bien gabs b i e n g a b s and you can also follow Jamie on his socials.
0: You can follow me on my socials, Jammy Delro, uh, Jamie Delro, at Jamie Delro. Remember that I'm not going to spell it because I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you and have a good night, everybody.
1: Have a good night. And we'll have to do, we plan to do the next episode even sooner. Mm-hmm. So maybe within the week or right next week. All so right. see you guys.
0: See you guys.